Welcome to another episode of the Nimrod Generation podcast, where if space is a final frontier, then be run to the corner store is the first stop. With me right now, uh, I happen to be Vincent. We got uh, Leo. And yeah, we're the hosts. So say hi, Leo. What the hell, man? The, rest, the Royal Rumble one, you had like such, like you went like all in and this is like, yeah. Yeah, well, I was a little more drunk then. I feel like playing some uh, like some lounge music now. <laughs> like whenever we do that intro, like that. <laughs> well, I could do it either way. Just you know, give me a bit. Oh well, yeah, we are talking Super Bowl. Hopefully, I got my normal. I remember my norm, uh, my Roman numerals correctly. Fifty six. Oh yeah. We are suffering technical difficulties at the moment, so I'll keep jabbering on and on and on. Vincent, can you hear me, buddy? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Well, you can't hear me? Oh, yeah. For a moment, no. You were moving around the mic. I was like, is he? I, oh, thought no, you I was just messing with it because it's got its own little tripod here. And I'm just. Oh, yeah. I, I saw your... is this mic. So. Yeah, I saw your lips moving. And I'm like, oh, wait, shit. <laughs> I think we had a. Uh, thought that was the first technical difficulties of the night. Uh, just like a uh, Super Bowl a while back. Uh, 2012 Super Bowl where the lights went out at the Ravens Super Bowl. Yeah, that was fun. No, oh, yeah. Thing to pop out. So, Super Bowls this Sunday. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals versus the LA Rams. That's oh, well, I didn't think last season I'd be saying the Bengals would be at the Super Bowl, but no. hey. They made the right moves, they made the right trades, and it looks like they got the heart of gold right now because people want to name them the underdogs, but not really. They've been they've been playing somewhat of a some good offensive game. Yeah, they have been playing good, but it's not like they've really been dominating a whole lot of teams this year. True. The Rams yeah. have had games where they dominated. That's true, that's true. Now, disclaimer. Me and Vincent are not like, what's the right word? We're not statistic people. We don't know uh, the the ratings or. Yeah, we're not professional analysts. So we're not go. keeping up with the metrics or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, we we're casual watchers. I usually like check out the Texans or the Ravens, especially the Ravens, if I can get them to watch on TV or not. Or I'm at a bar. Uh, usually if I watch any of the other games, it's usually, yeah, at a bar or something, you know, but other than that, it's, eh, some, sometimes the games ain't really that great. Sometimes it's usually like during the playoffs and like for most part, most people watch it just at Super Bowl. Like they don't watch any game through the season. They just, they look at the statistics. Yeah. They look at the statistics, bet the money (laughs) and. That's it. My dad was like that. He didn't watch no football year round, but when yeah. the when the Super Bowl happened, he was he would always ask me, "Who you got? What you got?" Because they would play like those uh, squares. Oh yeah, yeah. So before we dive in, squares are like huh? luck, man. Oh, I know, I know. Believe me, I know. Um, before we dive in, what are we sipping on today? Me, I've got the It's a Me Cup. It's a slushy collector cup series done by 450 North Brewing Company out of Columbus, Indiana. 
Can with a Mario stylized slushy cup. All right. I also have one that's a Luigi one, but I chose the Mario one for this one because Luigi sucks. Hey, 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 hey. Leave John Leguizamo alone, all right? Leave John no. Leguizamo alone. Not after the past. Fuck that shit. <laughs> all right. I say we take a picture of that cam for the gram. All right. All right. I am actually going to drink Puro Picoso pickles. I'm drinking a pickle beer. Spicy pickles. Yeah. It's, uh, who the hell makes this? Freetail. Uh, they're off of San Antonio. I know that much. Yeah, they're in San Antonio. Yeah, I've never had pickled beer before in my life. I, well, if it's spicy, I feel like it's going to be like a michelada. <laughs> you, you know what I mean, right? Like it has like tahini and all that stuff in it. Like for yeah. some reason, that kind of flavor. So bottoms up. It's not what I thought it would be, but it's not that bad. It's like a good quite quenched. Like, you know, if it's a fucking hot summer day, I would I would definitely mm-hmm. pick this up. You didn't even tell me how yours tastes. I'm like, what the hell were you? Oh, it's a. Uh, it's like a cherry berry fluffy. Oh, really? As dark as that is? Yeah, it's purpley. Oh, OK. Now I see that. Yeah, I was like. I mean, that... well, hold up here. I can't tell. Mine looks like it has beer salt in it. Um, it's it's weird. There, can you tell me? Oh Jesus, man, you look like you just like blended up in Oregon. It doesn't taste like liquor beer. I don't know how I feel about this. I, I really don't know how I feel about this. Okay. So, any football team you normally root for? Well, <clears throat> the crazy thing is the the baseball team here is the only one that I don't support, the local baseball team. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I root for the Texans. I used to root for the Oilers until – that five string bad word person, but Adams decided to take them and the history over to Tennessee. Mm-hmm. All because he couldn't get a new stadium. And then what what did they do when the new guy came in? They gave him a stadium. So whatever. Yeah, but we had the Raven we had the Ravens. We had the Texans gone for how I mean the the Oilers gone for how long before that happened? Five. Five years, right? Five years. Was it like 97? That was their last season? No, was it before 96 or 95? Because I remember remember when I moved into the house where I grew up in for like most of my childhood. I remember, I think that was like the last season I saw like the Oilers uniform on TV. Yeah. And then, because I moved into that house in 95. So it could have been the 95, 96 season. I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure you're looking it yeah, up right now. It's 97. They relocated to Tennessee. Mm. 
Yeah, and then like was it like two years later the Tennessee Titans went off to the Super Bowl to face the the Rams. By the way. <laughs> it's like a Super Bowl is like the ninety nine two thousand season. Yeah. In the ninety nine season is when they went to play the Rams. Yeah, and the Rams came one by, let's just say yards, because I remember that came down to the wire. It was the last play of the game, and yeah, old yeah. boy got stopped right at the end. So, yeah, Tennessee I, just really screwed it up at the end. It yeah. Great. <laughs> was, was it great for you? You were like, hell yeah, screw those guys. Oh, of course it was. Never liked the Titans. Well, hate runs. No, deep, I mean, because no? it was, you know, the Oilers, but. True, true, true. Tis is what tis is. No, I've. I, I guess when we had the Houston Oilers, I wasn't a fan per se. Um, yeah. I would watch the Super Bowls. Like I remember watching the Denver Broncos win the Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And the, the funny thing about it is, I I swear I could like I looked up how many times the Broncos won the Super Bowl. And I swear to you, I thought they won more than just the two with Elway. With uh, what's his name? John Elway. Yeah. Man. Yeah, because I remember they were like, well, it wasn't back to back, was it? But my memory is, I was a fucking kid back then. I didn't fucking know. It was, yeah, they went back to back the 97 98 season, and then the Rams won the 99. And 99 was when I started watching because my friend was like, she was like a huge Titans fan, you know, like, he's like, this is the team you got to go for, and blah, blah, blah. And then all my cousins were dropping the bets and everything. And I was all like, I'm going to go with that team, the ones with Purple Bird. Yeah, and go figure. They went on to win the next Super Bowl after that, which is actually one of my fond memories. Was uh, Super Bowl 35, where they literally waffle stomped the Giants. <laughs> that was an ass whooping. Yeah. Wish I could say the same about Super Bowl 47, but was it 47? I don't know which one. It's the uh, the one the one that was played in uh, 2013 for the 2012 season. Yeah, Seahawks and Broncos. The one that was played in 2013. Mm-hmm. The one that was played on February 2013. When it was the Baltimore Ravens versus the 49ers. Oh no! Yeah, the, yeah. Twenty twelve season played in twenty thirteen. Yeah, right. yeah. That's what I'm saying. That Super Bowl. You know that was the first Super Bowl the Forty ers have ever lost the Super Bowl. Hmm. That was like a weird fact to actually read up on. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, but oh man, I like. If I want to say I had like a greatest football memory was just literally that run. That Baltimore run to the Super Bowl that year. They took on the Colts in the wild card game. Then went on to literally play my favorite game of all time that went to overtime. 
versus the Broncos. That game was just wild. It was back and forth. Uh, literally, like if you ever watch like the the YouTube or anything like that, where it just shows you highlights, it is almost a damn. It's like the longest highlights on the first quarter of the game. It's so good. And they went on. They they face on. They face off versus uh, Payne Manning, and then they went off to face at the conference final. Fucking Tom Brady. And one. So, like I said, that was like a great run. And let's be honest, when you look up at the names, you got, well, I guess Andrew Luck was quarterback at the time. You got Payne Manning, and then you got Tom Brady. The name that came out of Victor was Joe Flacco. <laughs> Literally. That's the name that I'm pretty sure no one even had in mind winning <laughs> all that. Like, even on the other side, 49ers side, they were like the, you know, pick to win. And they had Kaepernick at the time, which was like, he was on beast mode at that time, too. Mm-hmm. So, like I said, not just because they're my favorite team to win that Super Bowl. I just thought they were, I feel like the, the Bengals are kind of doing what the Ravens did then. Yeah. They're, they're like semi underdogs. They came in as the lowest seed. They yeah. went. They went into Tennessee, number one seed, and came out with the victory. They went into the second seed, which were the Kansas City Chiefs, in their home, which is, it is hard to beat. Like, it is hard to beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead. And came off with that victory. Not even a fourth quarter comeback, but a legit second half destruction. (laughs) You know what I mean? I mean, it's not like the Chiefs are perfect in Arrowhead, but yeah, with the crowd noise and all that junk. And the momentum that was coming off, especially after after that Bills game. But that could have also been like the double-edged sword. The Bills might have softened them up because yeah. that game looked like it took the, a toll on the Chiefs, like like the hits, the defensive, all that stuff. It mm-hmm. it it all It all, you know, it shows – like say in like basketball because they usually have the most and baseball as well like they usually have like the most games or whatever but basketball if you go to a game in overtime you go triple overtime fucking take your ass to another city to play you're not gonna play at 100 percent yeah no you know so sometimes yeah and then it's also the extra week they got this year they're all gonna say like how hard it was and all that other stuff, but I mean, that's that's just the reality of it now. Is they have an extra week of football they have to play. True. Um. Well, that's the thing. Uh, the Bengals come in with was a lot, and I mean a lot of momentum going behind them. Um, it could be overhyped, but they've they've come. I think. Out of both teams, I think they're the most offensive team out of both. Now, usually I like to go with the team with the better defense, and I think the Rams have shown a better defense. Yeah, they have a better defense. They've got the best defensive player in the league right now. Is it Anderson from 99? Yeah, Aaron Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald. Oh, yeah, yeah, Donald, yeah, yeah. And Donald, yeah, 
They they call him one of the three Hydra heads because <laughs> that offensive line too. I mean that that defense can fucking sack the hell out of a lot of a lot of quarterbacks. And see, that's the bad thing about the Bengals. <laughs> oh, if you saw in the Titans game, oh boy, he got sacked nine times. Yep. And through the whole season, it was a total of fifty-one sacks, which is the most in the league in the record, by the way. That's nice. At least he beat David Carr. Huh? I say at least David Carr doesn't hold that record anymore. <laughs> hey man, David Carr can say one thing that Texas can't. He got a ring. Yeah, he got a ring. I was happy when they won. Not just to see, you know, Peyton win, but to know that David Carr got a ring too, because he got a lot more hate than he deserved with that Texans team. Because the offensive line was crap. It wasn't his fault. He got sacked all the damn time. And he didn't really have any more receivers than Andre Johnson. So who's he going to throw to? That's true. I mean, what's that boy's name that came uh, from? Was it LSU? Or no, uh, he came. He was the number one draft pick that Jacksonville got. This year? Yeah. Lawrence. Lawrence, yeah. Yeah, that dude Trevor. had. Yeah, Trevor Lawrence, he had no no backup to back his ass. He got sacked a couple of times, too. Hell, even by the Texans. Even at yeah. that. Yeah, well, I mean, he was coming in as the golden child of the NFL this year, and the Texans won that game. They shut him down like nothing. and It just goes on over and over to prove that it doesn't matter how good a guy is in college. Once they get into the NFL, it doesn't always translate. It might take them a few years to get it, and then they start doing good. But there aren't guys that can go straight from the college championship to win a Super Bowl. Well, that's true. But, I mean, you also got to take the consideration. I mean, look at Joe Burrow. He, he When it comes down to, he can throw. Uh, he's had a couple of plays when it's – because I'll be honest with you. Like, I really haven't seen the Bengals play through the season – and sometimes you got to take the consideration, which is true. Like you play, like I've seen it done with the Baltimore Ravens. I've, Lamar Jackson is an example. He plays the season on on beast mode. Like, you know, he's like Super Saiyan fucking five when he's playing the regular season. But when he gets to that yeah. that postseason, just quits. It leaves him. Yeah, he just is like Krillin. Oh, shit. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Hold on. I wouldn't go that far. I'll say like a Krillin. You oh. know. Uh, uh-huh. a, maybe a Chow Su. Uh, <laughs> no. No, no Jamcha. Please, no. Why, why you going to hit on my boy like that? Why are you going to hit on my boy like that? Come on. Ask his foot. Ask his... <laughs> All right. He didn't even make it to the day. postseason this year. Yeah. It's true. Okay. Tis true, my good sir. Tis true. Now, oh, here's the thing. I know it's getting off a little bit on the Super Bowl talk, but what do you think about uh, Garoppolo being rumored to come to the Texans? <laughs> you even had this conversation, like not had this conversation, but I remember when the Rams at 49ers game, we were talking about it after, like, in the uh, – like at the beginning of the shift, and you had mentioned like, "Oh well, old boy don't know how to really throw the ball." <laughs> That's good. Like, would would you would you want to stick with Mills? 
and work around that? Or would you just want to spend the resources to bring like what kind of is considered considered uh, one of the top quarterbacks? I don't know, because you, you consider him one of the top quarterbacks or whatever. Yes, he got on paper on paper. It, yeah, it, he got San Francisco to the playoffs. OK. But where did they stop? You know, true. I mean, yes, it was conference, right? But, you know, when they got to that game, it looked like he had nothing to him. You know, he, he was just thrown all thrown out. He used it up during a regular season. Well, I, and it's not like they had, you know, spectacular plays all year, you know. He, he wasn't like blowing the ball down the field or any of that other stuff. He just, if you can consistently get first downs, okay, you can make it to the end zone. You can score whatever, but you know, people are going to want to see plays and stuff. If you can't deliver that, I don't know. It just, it, he doesn't really appeal to me. He didn't really do a whole lot in New England. He hadn't done a whole lot in San Francisco. If we want to get mediocre mediocre quarterbacks, we already got one. We've always had mediocre quarterbacks. True. I mean, Carr could have done better if he had a better line. Whatever. Matt Schaub was the reason the Texans are called the eight and eights. Nah. Watson can stay out of a fucking massage <laughs> parlor. And then this Mills guy, he needs more time. No more I, time out there with his giraffe people. I think Mills is not that bad. Plus, he he did break a, a, a nice record, like for the red zone that I read about. Uh, he was able to fire himself out of the red zone compared to a lot of the quarterbacks this season. Um, hey, let's let's be honest. I mean, you can't doubt the Texans, they did stop Tennessee time momentum. They were able to go into Tennessee and beat them. So, and we lost the final game to them at home, but it wasn't as bad as we beat them there. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Whatever. Yeah. Like, you bring up the whole, you brought up Schaub. Honestly, yeah, you're right. David Carr didn't have shit. Um, the only thing that made Matt Shop good was literally the fact that he got Aaron Foster, that he had Johnson, that he had Watt on the defense to actually block some shit. You had Cushing at in the beginning of the season. <laughs> yeah. Literally, it's like after that, he like the bump. beginning of each season. But yeah, like bump, he's out for two games. Wait, oh no, he's out for the rest of the season. So he he had like Shab had a squad. And what sucked about Shab is he would never take a chance running. That I always felt like was his downfall. Yeah, he took the Texans to the first playoff. Uh well then they beat the Bengals the first time they were in the playoffs. Yeah. Like the wild card round. Yeah. Uh-huh. And other That's than that the game JJ Watt came out in because that's when he started swatting the ball 
So and he was able to swat it to himself and get that touchdown. So yeah, it's it's those things like um the last time the Texans went to to the playoffs, you had Watson. You had you had um Watt, but you also had DeAndre Hopkins. Mm-hmm. And man, he well, he had a couple. He had something to go with. But at the time, everybody was too young. It it was it was kind of a fixed team. Like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like it felt like if you would have just worked with him for maybe two or three more years, because even the Texans had the tech at the, the conference finals and all that, you know. But Brian literally admitted that he just destroyed the team before leaving. Mm-hmm. Cause he didn't like how things work. Nah, that was a dick move, but thank God he lost that championship college game. Yeah. He might actually be the coach to the Jacksonville Jaguars by the looks of it. Bill O'Brien. Yeah, they they I, I believe they interviewed him or he's going to go for the second interview or something, but they interviewed him. We'll suck over there. <laughs> yeah, but no, um what do you think? Bengals or Rams? This is like uh, Super Bowl football talk, whatever. <laughs> Which is casual. I think maybe I don't know. I'm pretty sure the Rams will pull it off. Think the Rams are gonna pull it off again? Yeah. I mean it'd be nice to see the Bengals win as an underdog thing, but I don't I don't always go for the underdog. That's ridiculous. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like it's just I was like, like my biggest like you were talking Super Bowl memories. One of my biggest memories is from eighty five. Mm-hmm. When the when the Bears went up against the Patriots, a la madre. <laughs> yeah, with the Super Bowl shuffle. All you right. Early, you know, it was earliest one of my earliest and biggest memories is that not only the Super Bowl shuffle, but they beat them forty six to ten. Mm-hmm. Like, and then they called in William Perry, the refrigerator. To come in and score a touchdown just because it was a brothel stomp. It was fun. And then uh like looking at it. Damn. The, the yeah. Chicago Bears actually won a Super Bowl. The Patriots were the underdogs for that one. But only by ten points. Not that they would only score ten points. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's crazy. So, yeah, that's because if you look at the chart, of course, the Patriots and the Steelers have the most Super Bowl wins at six apiece. Uh, uh, them boys in the San Francisco 49ers have the uh, the five rings apiece. And that's usually like what, what they always call because that was like the late 80s fucking fucking showdown at the at the at the playoffs right the cowboys versus the, the 49ers yeah like the late the 80s time. and 90s yeah so this is one thing i didn't even realize uh the washington uh what do they call now they, they're you know, called the commanders oh yeah yeah i say washington it was, back then it was the redskins right washington redskins so yeah they they've actually won the super bowl three times uh, the, in 87 when I was born, 91 when my sister was born, 
1982. Yeah. That's great. I actually never thought they won. Well, I could have I could have pictured one, maybe. Uh, yeah. But not three. Uh, and see, this is what I meant. I didn't I didn't I thought the Broncos had won it at least like three or four times when I was a kid. Yeah. But they've only won it three times. And it's the back. They're back to back. And the 2015 with uh, Manning. Yeah. That was a waffle stomp. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, then you have the teams who've won it only twice. The Buccaneers, the Chiefs, the Ravens, the Colts, and the Dolphins. And then you have your one-timers, which are Saints, Jets, Seahawks, Eagles, the Bears, and the Rams. I'm looking at this and thinking, huh. I know one of these was a Brady lost. Mm-hmm. That I was growing up, I always called them the ain't. The ain't? The yeah, Saints? that's what they were always called, yeah. Because they suck. All right, so believe this. So these teams have made it to the playoffs, I mean to the playoffs, but never won a Super Bowl. The Bills, the Vikings, the Falcons, the Chargers, the Bengals, the uh, the Cardinals, the Panthers, and the Titans. Well, actually, no, they've been to the Super Bowl and never won it. Here are the teams that have never even made it to the Super Bowl. And two of them belong to our division mm-hmm. in the AFC South. We're just going to go first with the Browns, Cleveland Browns. The Detroit Lions, Jacksonville Jaguars, and of course, our boys, Houston, Texas. Yeah. No appearances whatsoever. I mean, part of that is to the newness of the teams, but that is not all of it because, like, the the Ravens aren't an old team, and they've been there. That's true. Uh, Ravens, the Baltimore Ravens were like what? Established 96? I believe 96, 97? Something like that. They would have come across with the Titans. Mm-hmm. Uh, before that, I know Baltimore used to be the Colts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Way before that. I was like looking into that stuff. Like who, who belonged to what team before? Yeah, because what the... At the time, when the when the Rams won the Super Bowl versus the Titans, they were the St. Louis Rams, right? Or were they LA and they went yeah, back? They went St. back. Louis. So St. Louis, because every time I look up like the winner to that now, it always says the LA Rams. Well, yeah, because that's where they are now. But the franchise, yeah, all right. So, yeah, did you say like? far as I can remember, I, th- I mean, I think they did start off in L.A., but they went to St. Louis and then back to L.A. now. But I always remember them as being in St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And yes. then I know, like, the Chiefs, they started out before the AFC and the NFC merged. It was a, like, before that, there was a, a conference and there were the Houston Texans was a football team in that earlier conference and that team moved to 
Kansas City to become part of the AFC as the Chiefs. Wait, the Kansas City used to be Houston what? Texans. What? That's crazy. You know what's a crazy thing? I think I remember if I, I could be wrong, but what was the site of the first Super Bowl? Can you look it up real quick? I believe it was Rice Stadium was the site of the very first Super Bowl. I said, I could be wrong, but if you've been to Rice Stadium, you, you can see pretty much what it went from to what it is. And it was, this is the first world championship game, AFL versus the NFL. The AFL Kansas City Chiefs lost to the NFL Green Bay Packers at Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum. Mm. Then what the hell? Were, where, where the hell was the first or was it the first NFL championship? Remember, uh, they've had champions before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So and here's the, the AFL and the NFL were two different companies. Yeah. Which turned into the AFC and the NFC, much like the American League and the National League were two different companies that merged together to become MLB. Yeah, because uh, what I was going to tell you is the Cleveland Browns used to be a dynasty for some reason. Did you know that? 1946 to 1949, four years, they, they got the AFC title. Then they went to the NFL and won the title three more times. 1950, 1954, and 1955. All behind quarterback autogram. Uh-huh. I saw some of the games last night. He was on beast mode, God mode, to be honest. Dude was in the league for 10 years. In all 10 years, his team was in the finals. Out of those 10 times, seven championships. He won seven championships. And everyone considers Brady the GOAT. That took him 22 years to do it. Not trying to be a dick or anything. Also back. What was the guy's name? Otto Graham. He played from 1946 to 1955 season. And like I said, the Cleveland Browns were a dynasty back then by the looks of it. You know, they were the franchise. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of. Yeah, I was looking up like all this. Because everybody keeps throwing Tom Brady in my face. I know, I know, I know. Well, I just, it's just like whatever. It's it's the same thing with anything. Maybe, you know, American football doesn't have as big of a history as American baseball. Mm-hmm. You go back to American baseball and you've got all the all the players in the Negro Leagues that will never be you can never verify a lot of their numbers, mm-hmm. but they're said to be way better than any of the players that denied them the right to play in the MLB. Mm-hmm. You know, Ty Cobb 
is one of the greatest hitters there ever was, but not a lot of people are going to know about him because he stopped playing baseball in the 30s. Yeah. And I tell you, like to me, like Tom Brady feels like the John Cena of the uh, of the WWE. He was the well, golden the NFL. the NFL. Yeah, he was the golden child of NFL. Not because they gave him what he was, but like you know, like statistically, you know, like yeah. going like that. It's kind of like a PG era of NFL because everything's been oh, you can't contact like that. Oh, you can't do this. Oh, that you know, like yeah. Like it's a lot of now restrictions on what you can, can't do, can't take a hit like you used to. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they put in, and yeah, there's a lot to back it up. Where it's all because somebody hurt Tom Brady or did something to Tom Brady, or a lot of the rules originate from something with him. That's not always his fault, but it is kind of. No, no, I I hated the guy. Before I had to use him, it's on my fantasy football league. <laughs> I knew it. Crap. Like it had to be a reason why. And that was so. It was like I had to watch. I was I was mad the first year, but after that, it got easier to not hate him as much because he performed and he gave me numbers and he won the game. Now this year, I had to pick Aaron Rodgers. Because that was the only quarter, good quarterback left when it came my turn to pick, and I hated every minute of it. He got me some decent numbers, but usually they were not. I don't know why everybody's all up on his jock about how he's so great, and now he's going to go to the Vikings and do nothing over there, just like he did nothing with Green Bay this year. I hear Tennessee wants him. I was reading that today. Tennessee wants him there, uh, but he's he's also open to trade to go to Tennessee. I mean, he'll go anywhere that he can get some money and not have to take a COVID vaccine. Yeah, and you're like, as long as he's not back on my draft, I'm good. Yeah, as long as I don't have to draft his RAS again, I'll be right. Oh, but I looked at you, Super Bowl eight. It was Super Bowl eight between. The Vikings in the NFC and the Dolphins in the AFC that was played at Rice Stadium. 19, January 13th, 1974. Oh, no shit. Yeah. But see, that's that's like the weird thing. Like, if you really look back on it, look how big Rice Stadium is. Yeah, Rice Stadium is not that. But it was also before the era of the mega stadium. Yeah. So, I mean, but it's kind of cool to think we went from that to fucking, like, if you literally come to Houston... Go to Rice Stadium. You're gonna be like, this looks like a like a high school field now. Mm-hmm. And then you know you step foot even into the Astrodome. You're like, damn, that's a huge difference already. And then you like compare the Astrodome to NRG. Like I remember the Astrodome used to be our biggest stadium, and when I was a kid, I'm like, whoa, you can't get bigger than this. Mm-hmm. And then I think I went to a Warp tour, and like Energy was already built, and like the Astrodome was like, you know how they just stand next to each other, or whatever. Yeah. So, like, I'm looking at it, I'm like, just, like, looking back and forth going, huh, how did I think you can never get any bigger than that? Be like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's, yeah. it's insane. As far as I, I never really looked into it, but I thought that the Astrodome was still bigger than the Superdome in New Orleans. 
Oh, really? Cause, I well, thought so, but I don't, I'm not sure on that. Well, I know a lot of, like, a lot of people, a lot of cities have gotten bigger stadiums. I mean, it, it also comes down with how long you've been there. Um, yeah. Kind of getting off of football. It's like the Houston Dynamo. They used to play at Robinson Stadium at uh, U of H. Yeah. And then they build uh, BBVA, which is now MPG or PNG or something like that now. Mm-hmm. Whatever the bank turned into. But that's a big stadium, a bigger stadium. Um, and it's funny because Robinson got knocked down and then now U of H football has like that big ass stadium now. But let's be honest, uh, the Cougars, the U of H Cougars have fucking earned that stadium. Yeah. They've, uh, yeah. But I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, whatever. But, uh, I was going to say, yeah, the Astrodome was started in 62 when they first started working on it, it was opened in 1965. Yeah, the attendance for that was 67,925. And that's, yeah, seats on the floor and ringside and all that other stuff. Yeah, but, you know, it still had a lot of people. But you get stadiums now, college stadiums can fit that many people in it. And mm-hmm. it's not this way all around the country. So if you just say high school stadiums, not everybody's going to know what the deal is, but over here they build high school stadiums to see 30, 40,000 people, mm-hmm. which was the size of probably an NFL stadium back then. But there's just, you know, so many people to see all these games and everything. And it's just trying to boost attendance, get that money, get all that done. True that. Well, kind of going back to the Super Bowl. You know, I did watch I did watch a lot of those 49er wins cuz that was my dad's team for a while. Oh yeah, you he told still me likes them, but then he likes the he likes the Saints now too. Oh, for real? Yeah. That's that's a weird way to go from one like you know like my dad I don't know, it's it's like with football he doesn't keep loyalty that much uh-huh. baseball it's always been the cubs that's it you know no, sure. no question that's Just why you're like a cubs fan cubs. yourself yep yep and then the the football thing i was oilers because you know it's a local team that's the only like i said earlier rewind it baseball is the only local team that i don't support but he just he's 49ers and then now he's the saints and he was the bears he was the bears for a while that's why i remember the the 85 super bowl so much oh i just realized something you got the chicago bears for football and then you got the chicago cubs for baseball Mm -hmm. yeah i got the chicago white Sox. we don't talk about that team no, Houston. we don't. Not in Houston. We don't talk about the White Sox. Anymore. Oh, I talk about the White Sox because I just don't like them. Oh, Not... I thought you say because they had 2005 fucking World Series. Oh, you know, they still have 2000, this big-ass 2005 mural all over their team store. I went to Chicago in 19, I think, 2019 mm-hmm. with my dad and a, a friend, and 
They're like, oh, let's go watch the White Sox. And I said, I don't want to go watch the White Sox. Oh, come on. It's just it's just the White Sox. There's no big deal. I'm like, no, I'm going to get shot if I go down there. <laughs> They're like, no, no, we'll just go. We'll just go. I said, okay, I'll agree to go to watch the White Sox game, but I will not wear any Cubs gear at all. I'm going to go as just a nondescript, casual baseball fan and see what happens. My dad's like, oh, I was going to wear this. I said, I'm not, no. And that's when I explained that to him. He said, oh, yeah, you're probably right. So we go, and my friend's like, you sure you don't want to wear your Cubs gear? And I'm like, dude, why can't you just shut up right now? We're walking to the stadium. Just be quiet. How about that? <laughs> and we get there, and I'm telling my dad, look, I don't want to get beat up. I don't want to get you know, stabbed or anything like that. So I'm not telling anybody I'm a Cubs fan. And he's like, you know, in Wrigley, it's like this. And in Wrigley, it's like that. I said, Dad, I know. And I'm thinking in my head, why can't you shut up, old man? <laughs> and my friend's still just like, hey, man, it's going on and going on. And I said, you see that over there? In the first inning, the, the White Sox were up to bat. And a fight broke out in the stands between a bunch of different White Sox fans. And they got so loud and violent that the Rangers, the Texas Rangers that were in the outfield stopped to turn around and watch them instead of watching the people at bat. Damn. And I told my friend, that is why I didn't say I'm a damn Cubs fan. Nah, a thing like the... I think like the worst thing I've come close to anything like that. We went to uh, we went to watch the Texans versus the Baltimore Ravens, <laughs> and we, but we were at a bar though, and I go in and like my homeboy, uh, the one the one as a Titans fan, he was like, "Hey yo, I'm gonna wear my, I'm gonna wear some like a Baltimore shirt and everything. Like I'm, I'm we're gonna go repping the ball, the Ravens, and." I'm like, all right, cool, whatever, let's go. Motherfucker wears his Texans gear. (laughs) Brings me to this bar full of Texas fans. Of course, we're in Houston. And I'm just sitting there with my fucking Raven shirt going, "Ah, I might just have to make a Jacoby Jones run out this bitch uh, Mm because I'm about to get murdered if the Ravens start winning. (laughs) Sure enough, (laughs) I left that bar. As quick as I can order my first beer and pay for it. Nah, I've I've wanted I wanted to go to that game. It would suck because my dad he had tickets to go. And as bad as I wanted to go, he's um he's like, well, aren't you gonna go? And I'm like, the thing is, I only had Ravens gear. To this day, I don't really own any Texans gear. You know what I mean? Like I think. The only football jersey I've ever owned is an Arian Foster jersey for the 10-year Texans anniversary one. That's like the only, and he still even has a chili dog stain where somebody dropped a chili dog on me. But you can't than, take it to a dry cleaner. Hmm. Could take it to a dry cleaner. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Get the chili stain out. No, but it it, it was a it was an amazing victory, and I wear it mm-hmm. when when the Texans and Texans actually win. That's like one of my lucky jerseys. But I wear it when it comes to uh, drastic games. Lucky doesn't have to mean dirty. I mean, that chili stain was a memory. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Old boy bought me three beers after that. I believe he also tried to get my number. Just say, I'll be honest right here. Old boy tried to get my number two. To get your number two? That's a little worse. He said he tried to get my number. I said, excuse yeah, your number two. Not your number one, your number two. I am not a number. I am not a number. But all other football little things aside, we have not even really talked about the Super Bowl. Besides what we kind of slightly thought a little bit. Well, you said you're your pig. You think the Rams are gonna take it. Yeah, um I don't want them to, but I, I'm I'm thinking the Rams are gonna do it. See, that that's the Bengals lose two Super Bowls. Yeah, well, there you go. They've only been there three times, right? Mm-hmm. Twice. Twice? Oh, this will be this is their third time going in. Yep. Uh, it was 88, right? Their last time there? Yeah. So, yeah, it's one of those things where I always go for the defensive team, and I've always been like that. Yeah. Uh, the issue I have with the, both teams are, one, I feel like Burroughs is going to earn the uh, – the Super Bowl record for sex in a Super Bowl. I, I like I have like a gut feel like something is tingling in the bottoms of my bones. It's gonna happen. Sensors tingling. Yes. The spidey sensor tingling. But I feel it's gonna come down to whoever I feel like it's gonna be played very defensively on the first half. And I feel the turnover in the third quarter might do it. And the reason why I say the third quarter is because the Bengals seem like they kind of not like shine or mm-hmm. I'm going off the playoffs because you, like I said, I use Lamar Jackson as an example. You can play all season a certain way, but when you get to the playoffs, the mentality changes to the teams, especially if you made it this far. And the Bengals have been showing a lot of third quarter resilience and like offensive action. But the problem is, as you also saw versus Tampa Bay with LA, is that they do tend to turn over the ball a fucking lot. In their playoffs games, like, let's be honest, they took on the 49ers. Their first run could have been a touchdown. What ended up happening? Fucking turnover right then and there. And that's where the 49ers were able to capitalize on them early on. So I feel like Burroughs is going to get this. He's going to get sacked the fuck out, honestly. Um, Both quarterbacks do, like, you've seen quarterbacks be under pressure and do good. Let's be honest, Tom Brady's one of them. He, he can be on under pressure, and for some goddamn reason, Ant-Man will make the catch for somebody in the Super Bowl. But these two guys, they're they're young. Well, maybe not, oh, boy, uh, Stafford. He got some, some not experience. Stafford, not Stafford got some experience under his belt. He's not but, very age. But he's also, he's not good under pressure. He underthrows pretty bad. Yeah. So and 
the 49ers, if they really wanted to capitalize, he threw so many under like under throws that they if they were caught, the LA Rams wouldn't have won. Yeah. And that's one of the things with Stafford is you know, the Lions would let guys get past them. Not I'm not saying they had a bad offensive line, but you know, when they did and he got pressure, he was like you said, he would underperform. And it was there were a lot of instances of that. More than there should have been. That's why you got you know both teams wanted to trade for each other. Yeah, so you also like Jamar Chase versus Jalen Ramsey. You know, that's uh, the cornerback and the wide receiver. I feel like that's going to be some pretty badass. I feel like there's going to be a lot of. Um, what's that shit called? Oh, man, I forgot the damn call already on the top of my head. It's uh, pass interference. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot of pass interference there. I feel like there is. But that's only if Burroughs goes to uh, Chase. But, I mean, that's the thing about the offensive part of the Bengals. He doesn't just have Chase to throw to. He has, like, multiples. He has Higgins. He has Boyd. Yeah. But that is a legitimate kind of strategy. If you think that you're going to consistently get P.I. calls, you throw to that guy when you need a ton of yards. Mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things that helped Joe Flacco become an elite quarterback, always getting those pass interference calls. Oh, fucking Joe Flacco was some Hail Marys or something else, too. Yeah, so I'm talking about you throw a Hail Mary and get a P.I. call and be like, oh, I'm, the elite, I'm an elite quarterback. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, whatever. Don't, anyway, I do want to bring something up. Uh-huh. That I just I was reading about the Rams and they did start out in Cleveland. Oh really? Yeah, Dan Reeves was the owner. They started in Cleveland and he wanted to move the team to LA uh, in 1946. Oh damn! Are you sure that's not AF AFC or whatever? The NFL. It was the NFL. It was NFC before it was NFC. Anyway, they weren't gonna let him. Uh-huh. So he's like, I'm out. I take my team, and I'm out of football forever. And they're like, oh, okay, well, hold on, hold on. So they let him move it. And then here's the funny part, or the part that gave me a little giggle, because when I was reading it, about it in the article on Wikipedia, it said that the NFL was the first professional coast-to-coast sports entertainment industry. Hmm. Okay. So if they still list the NFL as sports entertainment, then it just as scripted as WWE. Dun, dun, dun. And all these people who are like, this is bull, this is bull crap, this is a story, this is, you know, whatever, this is rigged. Okay, now they got a point. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. Well, there you I go. Mean, and tell. There you have it. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm not going to say you. I'm not going to say anybody else. Mm. But I have the sneakiest of suspicions because I've been watching football for a long time. 
and I see a call or a, a let's watch the replay on this or whatever, and I can tell, okay, it's going to go towards the home team. The home team's going to get this call or, oh, it's going to go for that team because they're more popular right now. And it usually winds up being true. Or you get the, uh, all right, hey, this playoff is boring. we got to make it interesting. All right, we're going to do some pass interference call, whatever, and then we're going to have to go look it up, take our um, – hey, ref, just – Yeah, just go back just, to New York. Yeah, just just sit at the, the monitor for like five minutes. It's all right. <laughs> just make it look like you're actually paying attention to what you're doing. No, I can see what you mean, though, like – because it's it's weird, like in the playoffs, like that's definitely when you have like everything extremely crazy, you know, like yeah, it's it's one thing that's good is in the playoffs they let the players play more. They're not as strict with the you can only touch a guy from five yards out, and you, you know you can't wrap the dude this way or that way. Or one of the things they have been slacking on since they instituted the rule is the helmet to helmet because you're not supposed to do helmet to helmet tackles but you know the guys on defense will still lead with their helmet or kind of tilt their head a little bit but they're they're leading with their head and their helmet and the guys on offense will put their helmet down to meet them so you can wind up with a helmet to helmet call and it's not the defensive guy's fault. I mean, on defensive end, that's kind of like how you're kind of trained to block. You're trained to, yeah, lead with your head because your shoulders and the rest of your body are going to follow. They're trying to, to teach them to lead with their shoulder now, but it's going to take years to get that. Yeah, especially if you've been playing like from football or middle school football and all that leading up yeah. to now. It, 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 of course, yeah, right. That's yeah, going to take years of training and, and practice so, to make that more of a reflex. Yeah, I, I don't think this year's generation is going to get it. Maybe along the line for like 10, 15 years from now, yeah. it, it'll be more understandable. I mean, it's it's been a rule since two seasons ago, I think. But yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's still not something that's going to go into effect and be like set and, and everybody's doing it. Yeah, I can see like 10 years from now them being more anal about it though like you guys had enough time or half of y'all are like fucking yeah 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 we're yeah i knew that rule since yeah we're fucking in elementary yeah. and middle school shut the hell up like you know but going back to the super bowl hey. <laughs> no it's it's really a fact that Honestly, I'm just going to flip a coin. <laughs> Let me go get a coin and see who I'm going to go for, to be honest. I, I think on paper, the Rams look better. On paper, the Rams look better. Um, I do want the Bengals to actually take it as well. But in reality, it's... You know what? Uh, you went with the Rams. I'm just going to go with the Bengals. I mean, if you do want to flip a coin, I have quarters here. I have coins. We can do this thing. I'm going to go with the Bengals. Just to be opposite of you. It's head. Tails. Tails again. So, yeah. Go with the Bengals. That's right. what I'm going 
That's what I'm going to go with. Um, but I honestly, I think the third quarter is going to be what decides it. I, I think whoever turns it over, I feel like there's going to be a turnover on the third quarter. That's going to decide the game. That's what I maybe. think. Or maybe it'll turn out to be one of those moments. Maybe by, I don't know. I, f- I feel like both teams can turn the ball over. Like, I feel like Burroughs could get sacked <laughs> and drop the ball. Yes. Um, it's, I feel like he, he, since he has so many ways to throw, I feel like there'd be an interception, but like I said, the Rams, they, they dropped the ball, literally dropped the ball a lot. Yeah. And as we've seen in the playoffs, when the Bengals can get, they, they pick six, they, they can actually get something off a turnover. And that's like a huge momentum shift on their end. So yeah. that, that's the crazy thing. Like the Bengals have made the momentum to actually create something from those things. And But the Rams have not. They, yeah, they can turn the ball over, but they haven't really done something crazy like that. But ah, we'll find out Sunday. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see because, <clears throat> like you said, Third quarter could be decisive, or the Rams could start steamrolling them in the first half of the game, and they never come back, like make it a 30-something to a mid-teens score. Now, I, I'm going to bring in a Joey Banuelos, oh boy Joey from the Nimrod Heart Podcast. He actually had 34-31 Rams. Hmm. He thought it was going to be like that. I, I think defensive-wise, I think both teams are going to keep it in the 20s. I think it'd probably be like a good 28, like a 28-24 kind of game. I don't think they're going to get in the 30s. I think I think they'll stick in the, in the 20s. Then if you want me to make a number prediction... We'll do that. I'll say off the wall. I'll say 3817. <laughs> oh Lord. Rams. Rams, yeah. Totally off the wall, man. No, I mean I I can understand what you're saying though, but I I <sighs> All I'm saying right now I'm waiting for that little sweet commercial. That's I mean Stafford though, he he's he's good, but I mean, Cup is someone to worry about. We didn't even talk about Cup. Yeah. But we're out of time. We're out of time. Look, like I said, little sweet Super Bowl commercial. Watch it. I don't know that Dr. Pepper bought airtime. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. But where could people find you at, Vincent? You can look for me on the socials and all that. Uh, at E-L-C-I-D, Elsid the first. All right, and you can find me at xxleoxr2d2xx on the Instagram. And for the entire podcast, Vincent, take it away. That's on Instagram at Nimrod Generation, all one word. All right. And with that being said, should we have a, a Nimrod Super Bowl halftime party for ourselves? What do you think? I mean, we can have the band in Pune play. Yeah, we could. Yeah, you're saying. Oh, and for 
everyone who's actually asked about what band is the intro and outro, it is Impune, I-M-P-U-G-N-E-D. You can find them at ReverbNation.com slash Impune. Uh, you can download the song, check them out. Uh, some guy might be the uh, bass player of that band, just saying. <clears throat> There is some guy because it's an all male band. Quiet, you. <laughs> Much love, though. Remember, my name is Leo. You ate the last. The last popcorn kernel in the bag? What are you talking you, about? You must die. I come to kill you. Well, hello.